Blog Talk Radio. should be entertaining time. I always like to see what Justin's got going on. So, Yes, sir. Yeah, this ought to, this ought to be good, man. It ought to be good. So, it's been a good Easter Sunday, Lance. We, uh, uh, well, I was going to say it's been a great Easter Sunday. I got to hang out with my folks a little bit this morning. They come to New Mexico over here and hung out and Watch the kids hunt eggs, and I cooked a bunch of breakfast out on the 
on the discos, had both discos running, made some uh, sausage and eggs and pinos and uh, onions and just, you know, all kinds of crap and had a big old breakfast and watched the kids hunt eggs and uh, got the motorhome thing situated, figured that all out, trailer situated and man, it's just been a good Sunday so far. So. Well, good deal. Yeah, we kind of did the same. We got. Yeah, I guess this was the day that this was this is the day Jesus became a vampire, right? Came back to life. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna celebrate that. <laughs> I there just you said go, that man. Piece of wife's listening. She'll get riled up with me. You know. <laughs> no, I'm out in the trailer, so you're you're safe. So. Oh, okay. Let's not let's not be getting my wife fired up tonight. It's it's been a good day over here too. Oh. So, so awesome, you know. awesome, awesome. Well, I'll I'll text <laughs> for you. Well, there you go. Well, don't use my name. So yeah, no, no, that's we, what we, we did. We got up, went to church. church. You went to church? Yep. Did that burn down? Went to church? That? No, sir. No, sir. No cues caught on fire. No smoke. Are you sure? No, sir. No, the dumpster fire was afterwards. Okay. (laughs) No, we uh, we did that. We got up, went to church for a couple hours, and uh, went back. I cooked some uh, pork loins and made some potato salad, West Texas Pitmaster style potato salad. And we ate this afternoon, and then I come home. So we spent the yesterday evening and today in, in Brownfield. So so it was good. It was good for us too. Got to spend some time with family, and and uh, girls did some eggs and stuff last night. We messed around, and and uh, I didn't stay up too late last night. Actually, I went to bed pretty early. I've had a full day. So. Yeah, I was in bed by midnight, which is pretty good oh, for I was, me. I was probably, it's by 10.30, I was out. Huh. So, yeah, it's pretty early for me. So, yeah, I don't do that very often, but I was ready. It's been a long week. So, a lot of cooking, having a good time. So, we got to all hang out. You know, I, I know a lot of people. And, it seems like a lot of people do hams for Easter. Yeah, that's a big thing, smoked yes, hams on Easter. I, I've never been yes, much sir. of a ham guy on Easter. That was always more of a Christmas ham when we were growing up. But that seems to be pretty prolific if you're looking at the Facebooks and Instagrams and tweeters and stuff. So I usually uh, do a lot of hams every every Easter, but with us having a contest this weekend, they're going to be out of town. I just, uh, I didn't even advertise it this year uh, because I already had enough. I had, I had a lot of briskets going out already, and so I just left it be. And uh, so, but yeah, uh, Easter is always use a lot of hams. So, and I do a lot of them Christmas time too, but that's probably your two big times. So, um, yeah, everybody's a little different. So, well, you you were doing some catering this weekend. I noticed 
mean, you and I were hanging out. You were doing some briskets and things for people. Right. So. Yes, there's some ribs, so you, you, there's some briskets. You didn't just take a weekend off. No. No, I didn't take it completely off, but, uh, you know, didn't do near what we normally would do, which is uh, which that was all good, too. Like I said, we got to hang out. We drank a few cold ones, did a little cooking at a competition, you know, had a so-so day at that, and, you know, we didn't, none of us sat on our butts, that was always good. Yep. So, so, you know, um, you know, that's the, that's always a good day as far as I'm concerned, you know how that goes. I mean, we all get out of our chairs, do a little bit, it's all good, so, always like to do better, but, you know, hey, um, you know, chicken right, boys that, that's the best right. thing for got, me down there. I got my ass handed to me, Lance, so so don't feel bad. <laughs> I I turned in a brisket that I knew was a was a contender. Uh, well, the judges didn't like it, I guess, or somebody threw away the fucking box or did something with it, but that uh not even a final table out of 40-something cooks, not even a final table out of that brisket. I'd have turned that brisket in any day. Uh, 200 cooks, 500 cooks, 100 cooks, don't matter to me. And uh, and I'd have still thought I had a shot at it. And I didn't even hit a final table. I, I well, don't even you know, know my brisket is barely that, that, uh-huh. that, I mean, that just baffles me. I mean, you, you know, I understand, you know, I I changed my chicken game up a little bit, did some different things on chicken. Uh, judges didn't like it. You know, I understand that, but we run the same brisket day in, day out for for a long, long time. And if I nail the texture on it, I know if I nail the texture on it, we got a shot at a top three call. And I nailed the texture on it. And uh, my dad was also cooking. Some of you guys might know he was there cooking. Uh, he he follows the exact same brisket recipe I do. Uh, helped him get his box sliced up, and, uh, presented, and uh, he went off to turn in, turn in. And then I started working on my box. And uh, his brisket was good, but mine was better. And I thought, all right. He he walked with the fourth-place brisket. Well, he walked with a fourth-place brisket. I said, all right, well, I'm at least top three. And uh, not even a damn final table. I, I just don't know how to explain that. Same, same process, same brisket, same injection, same rub, same seasoning, uh, same barbecue pits, you know. Not the same pit, but same barbecue pits. Both cooked on a jambo. Both cooked with the same wood. Both cooked with the same charcoal. Uh, I mean, they were almost identical. My texture was just a little better. And he hits a fourth place. I don't even get a final table. So explain that one to me. But we'll go back and do it again next week, and then I'll either be happy because I win or bitch because I lose. So, you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. So, you know how it goes. You know, 
It's kind of always with my chicken down there. My chicken usually barely hits. It's always in the top of the tin if it does walk. And, uh, you know, same deal, same old chicken. But I'll say this. Andrews and Lamisa does not like my chicken. <laughs> Very well. Well, I mean, you did better than chicken I than I you, did. Man. You got an eighth-place walk. I, I did. I mean, I, I squeezed in there, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, it happens, you know. Now, ribs, now, Andrews, my ribs always hit. You know, I don't know. Uh, that's just kind of one of them deals, man. If we ever figure it all out, you know, hell, we might be millionaires on this kind of deal, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we 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 were lucky enough to have a rib call. It wasn't a great rib call, but a sixth place rib call. Uh, so so that was nice. We got to get out of our chairs. And then, uh, like I said, I felt for sure I was in the top three in brisket. But little do I know, I didn't even hit a final table. So there we go on that one. Congrats to uh, Mr. Aaron Leslie on winning it. Uh, he had a what first brisket, I think, Lance, and second ribs. Second ribs, something like that. Yep. Yep. First brisket, second ribs, nineteen points. He took it home, and uh, a team from down south, Houston area, was uh, Don Canterbury, and uh, they they did they were reserve grand. And I think he actually had three walks, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and look at my notes. I got them right I here. Think that, I think that is correct. No, no, he only had two right. walks. It was fourth ribs, oh. fourth ribs, and first chicken, which gave him right. 17 points for reserve grand. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You and I, we were both made that brisket call, you know. Well, even if I'd have hit first brisket, I'd only had 15 points, so it wasn't a – No. I mean, you know, I'd have loved to have it, but it wouldn't have have got me in the – Running for the overall. So – But I changed my chicken game up. I think I learned a little bit. I'm going to – keep refining that process. I think I'm going to take that process and my old process and kind of marry them together uh, and see what happens. But uh, changing my chicken game up and, you know, I don't even know why I'm changing it up, but, you know, just is what it is. So, because, you know, we were really successful in chicken the past few years, so I'm not sure why I want to change it, but you never know if you don't try. You know, I I don't practice what I preach. I tell everybody, don't change shit at a contest. Do what you know wins. And then I go changing stuff. So that's uh, that's just me. I don't, I don't practice what I preach on those deals. But, uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it happens. Yeah, we, we, like I said, we, did, we, we did all right, I guess. We got out of our seats. That's always a good day. There's... There was a couple of cooks, I'm not going to name any names, but that didn't walk, that are always consistently good cooks that walk, that uh, really surprised me. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, yeah. really surprised me. Me too. 
Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I was I was super stunned about strong, that. Strong, strong cooks. Strong, strong cooks. I'm talking. No, no matter where in the state they're cooking, or how many teams there is, yeah, it's you know just one of those deals. It, it surprised me that they didn't get out of their chairs, uh, and there was more than one of them. Uh, but you know, shit happens. So we'll all, we'll all go again next weekend, and we'll be happy if we win, and we'll bitch if we lose. So that's uh that's kind of the way that goes. And uh Yeah, I mean But we did have we did have good lucky kids queue, Lance. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh Gunner ended up third place. Won him a little yes, sir. won him a little gift card. Lexi got second. And then uh forgive me for not knowing his name, but Manuel Marino's son won it. That is correct. So I and I think they ended up with like nineteen or twenty kids. That there so was a that, bunch that, of kids. That was that that was that was pretty good and uh I I was super excited, you know. Gunner Gunner did great. Uh Maddie also cooked. We don't know where she placed because they only called top three. Uh but you know, it was a consensus around our camp that Maddie's pork chop was was better than Gunner's, but I guess that wasn't a consensus around the judges. So <laughs> that just goes to prove you—you you never know, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, I like her too. I like that savory. We did a pork loin today, and I went savory today because I—I mean, I, that I like how that tastes, you know. But uh, yep. you know, uh, they seem to judges seem to a contest like the sweet. The sweet and spicy, because uh, Gunner was going yeah, that direction, and Lexi was that direction. Yeah, Gunner was running my pineapple glaze, and uh, Maddie was running the more more savory type chop. And uh, yeah, they they seem to go for the sweeter. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah, who, yeah. Who I had knows? Lexi ran my uh, my pork sauce, so you know. That's uh yeah. Yep. I mean, that's kinda it. You know. And uh Hell, I mean, who knows on them kind of deals, man. It's always a, uh, well it's kind of a crazy deal. I mean trying to you know, trying to figure those deals out and and uh, you know. But, you know, our kids are all getting to the age really with the exception of Maddie, you know, they're kinda getting to where, you know, they kinda do their deal anymore, you know. We just kinda coach and that's yep. that's really good you know uh, let them have some great oh, yeah. and stuff like that like you know like they'll be cooking in IDC a little bit you know another year or two but in the KCBS deal this is her last year actually so she'll be moving up to backyard in uh, KCBS next year if I understand the rules right on that so uh, you know that's you know, to be honest with you, I'm kind of excited about that right there. Uh, I'm excited to to see the kids kind of transition into some of that and see how that works and and uh, let them kind of run their show and and do their deal, you know. And uh, oh yeah, um, 
Well, you know, I, I was I was dead wrong every time this weekend. So I, I guess I need to rethink my damn palate or something. But I thought Maddie had the best pork chop. She didn't get a walk. I thought my dad's ribs are better than mine. He didn't get a walk in ribs. And I thought my brisket was better than his, and he whooped my ass in brisket. So I was dead wrong three out of three times this weekend as far as my personal personal feelings about that. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, well, so, you know, so we're here, we're in this. i got to ask. I mean, you're going to give me hell, but i got to ask. Did, did Bud beat you yesterday? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I was drinking a little bit. <laughs> I think we both had one bias, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had to ask. Yeah, but no, he did. He 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 did. He he beat me again. Uh, uh, so, are you going to bring him any more cook-offs? I don't know. He 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 was announcing his retirement. He said he was quitting. So, I guess he's going out on top. Uh-huh. Well, I guess that's always a good way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he was pretty worried about you. this year. He he's had a couple of third places and reserves and everything. Hadn't been able to pull off a grand, but uh, yeah, he he's beat me the last three contests. So, but he he said he was retiring. He said that was going to be probably his last cookoff. He he was he was retiring. So. I don't know. We'll see if we can talk him out of coming out of retirement for a KCBS. Then maybe I'll stand a chance. Well, yeah, maybe you will. Yeah. You know, he was pretty worried about you yesterday morning because, you know, you weren't up. And, uh, you know, and uh, he said, man, he said, you think I should start match fire? And I said, oh, today will be up in a minute. And about... Ten minutes later, he's like, "Well, he said all he does is get mad at me. So I'm gonna start his fire." So I guess he did, didn't he? So uh, no, he was fixing to when I come out of the trailer. Oh, okay, okay. So because I went back inside well, for a little bit, and... I told him I wasn't lighting up till six o'clock, and I think I come out of the trailer at seven after six. By the time my alarm went off and I got dressed and everything, I think it was seven minutes after six. So. I didn't really think I was running late, but, you know, to dad, you know, if you say 6 o'clock, you're going to be up at 530. Yes, sir. He was up. He was up because I got up about 545, and uh, he was out there waiting. Yeah. Yeah, see, I should have told him 7, then I could have got up at 6, and he'd have been surprised. See, I'm starting to learn these little things. Well, yeah, I got up. You know, I think uh, 
I had one too many sips of Boone Farms Friday night. I hadn't had a headache like that in a long time. Yeah, you and a bunch of 18-year-old high school girls, college girls, at Boone's Farm. You know, Not me. That's all that shit's good for is a headache. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right about that. I was just being, I was being nice. Mr. Tyler Moss brought it over, and so, I mean, I didn't want to uh, offend him, and so I took a drink of each one of them, and that was about it. Yeah, and uh, I guess that was enough. Yeah. So, so you're calling me offensive because I say no? Uh, well, I mean, you know, to each their own. Well, I didn't say that, but I mean, you can take that how you want. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said hell no. I ain't drinking no damn beer. That's like that's like sugar, water, and liquor. Uh, yeah, hell no. Pretty much. <laughs> you're <shit>. right. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I have to start doing it, spiking your monster drink. It'd be about the same. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can spike my energy drinks, and we could we could have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Came a little flask of vodka yeah. or something or some Everclear. You know, <laughs> just yeah. put a little bit in there each time. You know, we'll get the game going. You know. Yeah, but hey, you, you brought up old, you brought up old Tyler, and uh, I just kind of want to say that that dude's kind of impressed me. You know, he he's just really started cooking. Yes, I've sir. only got to know him for maybe the last month or two here. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know the guy, but you know, we've kind of hung out a few times. Seems like a nice dude, but seems like every contest he's getting him a walk, maybe two. Uh, he's improving his game. He's trying, and uh, man, I'm I'm just kind of real impressed with him. I, I went by his trailer a couple times. You know, didn't stop. Just just walked by and you know stopped and noticed some things on my own. And he's uh running good clean smoke out of his pit. He's running his pit right. He's you know he he he's doing a lot of things right. And uh, I, I'm pretty damn impressed by what what he's done, being as new as he is. And, uh, it, you know, I, I think he cooked with us in Leveland a couple of years ago and stuff on some different pits. Uh, maybe, yeah, last, last maybe last fall. year. That's the first, yeah, yeah, first time I met him. I think that was the first time I met him, too. So, I, I mean, he's got a little bit of time under his belt. But you know, he he's not what I would call a seasoned competitor. And uh you know, I I just been really impressed with the with the guy. Yeah. He he's absolutely. He he's he's done a hell of a job, man. And uh Oh yeah, he's a nice guy. So, he's been, yeah, he's been doing well and and uh you know, hell, he's pretty funny and everything. You know, that's what I you know, yeah. I did I did I, I nicknamed him today. So he has a new nickname. And uh, okay. all because of this damn weekend in my head. And uh, his new name is Boone. Boone. <clears throat> That's what I'm going to start calling him. Boone. That's Boone. Yeah. Ain't Tyler Moss no more. It's Boone. <clears throat> Boone. Even after after awards yesterday, he was walking around with them dang bottles. I was like, man, how many things, them things you bring? 
<laughs> well, you, you know, you know, they're like two dollars a bottle, so you can get a case or two, and and uh, not spend a whole lot of money. And another thing, I don't know if he's listening, but old Manuel, old Manuel is never allowed on tequila duty again. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if he just bought the cheapest damn tequila he could find or what, but uh, you know. Back from the KCBS roots, we we kind of got this 922 shot thing going. We all get together in the morning and KCBS. Now we've kind of brought it over into IBCA a little bit. And yes, sir. We do a 922 shot, and it's usually always tequila. Uh, you know, it's been a few other things, but it's usually tequila. And we get over there, and Manuel's pouring shots and. Boy, I took that shot and I spit half of it out. I I don't know what the hell kind of tequila he bought, but it must have been bottom shelf four dollar a bottle shit. I I don't know, but that stuff is horrible. So we're we're I'm permanently banning Matt, you know, Manuel from tequila duty. I'll I'll bring the tequila. And we'll be okay. all right. Well, he, he's, of that I don't stuff. know if he knows this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't I don't know, know if he listens to that or not. He, he's 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 banned from tequila duty. No, no more <laughs> manual tequila. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of KCBS, uh, we had several of our teams up in uh, Weatherford this weekend in Oklahoma. I believe. Uh, Mr. J.D. Henley was sixth overall, and uh, Boomerang was ninth overall, I believe, is how I've seen that, um, if I remember okay, correctly. Okay, who won it? I haven't, I haven't uh, looked Kelly at Kelly Wirtz, four, le- four legs up. Um, oh, Kelly. And oh, Kelly. Good job, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly won it. Kelly's been kind of hot this year. I think that's his second one this year, if I'm not mistaken. Seems like he yeah, won another he, one here he, in this fall back, too. He GC'd when uh, when I went out to Bullhead City, Arizona. He GC'd correct. out I knew, there. I knew that. So, yeah. Yes, Kelly's a great guy. A lot of fun. And, uh, yep. you know, uh, we've had we've had a lot of 922 shots over at that camp. And, um, you know, so, yeah. So, congratulations to them guys. And uh, Dirty Birds, I think, was the uh, – or Dirty Bird, I believe was the reserve. I'm not real familiar who that is. You may know who they are. Um, I didn't recognize them. No, I, uh, I've, I've never heard of them. They, they, you know, they could be a Oklahoma or Kansas team that I've never met yeah. before. And, you but know, we got to bring up Travis Clark. Uh, Travis Clark took yeah. the 200 contest. Uh, I believe he was third overall. Um, uh, Grand Reserve were over 700, and I think I think uh, Travis, if I remember correctly, was right there. He was like 699. Um, so wow. you know that's a uh, yeah, you know that's a uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, Travis is a uh, true ambassador of our sport. Uh, great guy. Uh, known him for a long time. Um, him and I uh, started competing the same year, uh, and we were actually both uh, Oak Ridge barbecue teams uh, our second year. 
And uh, he just, man, he just, he's been nailing it. He's been running hard. He's done it. Uh, you know, um, you know, you just can't say enough about that. I mean, congratulations to Travis on that stuff. I mean, just, oh, you know, he's solid, yeah, dude, man. Travis he's solid. Awesome. You know, yeah, he, he, he's uh, another guy that, uh, you know, he'd give you the shirt off his back, do anything to help you out. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, he's. Just just salt to the earth, good people. Uh, that's the yeah. kind of people, you know, you like to associate with. Or, you know, that's yes, sir. Yep. good people. Yep. So, so yeah. going down that road a little bit, uh, we, uh, I had some messages last night. I'm not going to name names yet. We're going to do a, uh, uh, I'm working on that this week to try to start maybe uh, putting out team names and stuff, uh, who's coming to Plainview. Um, but I can tell you this right now, we got we got a group of bad boys coming from the Valley, Rio Grande Valley down there, San Antonio area. They're coming up. They're going to play ball. Um, so looking forward to that, um, which kind of leads us into this next little deal right here. Um I don't know if anybody listens to the Bullhorn and what's the what's that what's your show name, Matt? Uh, uh So Smoking Gooder Show. There you go. There you go. I don't know if you guys yeah, ever listen uh, to them. Rob, Rob, Rob Ochoa and Case Hahn. Case so Hahn and uh, they uh, you know what? Ochoa. I listened to them. I listened and watched watched them the other night. Oh. Uh, um, I think that was Wednesday night. Uh, I was trying to. It was Wednesday night. Um, I don't think they do it every week. They do it, you know, every couple of weeks or maybe once a month. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? They actually put on a pretty good show. Uh, I was pretty impressed with their deal. Uh, they uh, they had Roddy Torino on uh, um, and talking some IBTA stuff and uh, talking about. Uh, points and um, talking about the uh, the new top ten uh, scoring, um, you know, and there's some things going on there. Uh, Matt and I talked about it a little bit this weekend, not a lot, but we did talk about it a little bit. And I've changed my position a little bit on what I first thought about it. Um, um, so the, the way that it looks like, well, it's going to roll to a certain degree. And like I said, you guys go on, listen to, uh, to Rob and Case's show. Um, you know, they had, a, they had a pretty in-depth discussion about it. Um, but you know, part of the discussion was, um, uh, bringing up that, um, getting extra points for number of teams, which, which KCBS also does it. They, they, they limit it to 35 points. Um, but in the, in the same situation there, and, and to justify this thing is, is that how KCBS does it versus what IBCA is going to do is, KCBS, everybody is going to get a certain amount of points, whether you're first or last. So anything from 26 down to 900, you know, just to, to infinity, they're going to get, um, 25 points for just showing up to the cookout. All right. Grand champion, they're going to get 250 points. So then 
they factor in the number of teams, up to a maximum of 35 teams. So a grand with 35 teams would get 285 points. The guy sitting at the bottom is going to get 60 points. Okay? Uh, so what they were yep. kind of talking about, and, 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 I, and like I said, I, I agree with it to a certain degree, but I don't think that it just should be wide open. Um, you know, you take San Antonio Rodeo, for example. You know, they get 330 damn teams down there. So, you know, you hit you you hit in the top 10, well, then you get 330-some-odd points on top of that. Well, you just killed a lot of people out there. I mean, they just can't compete with it. And, and to explain this a little bit better is that, so when I first started in IBCA, they used to have a point system to where 1 through 24 got single points. So if you got 19 points, or let's just say 20, let's go with 20. But if you got 20 points, you got 20 points. 25 through 49 would have got 40 points in the points chase. Now, not 40 points in the context. That may be a little confusing, but... Same old points ran in the contest to overall your top 10, but those top 10 guys, if they, if they had 20 points and they were in the top 10, then they got 40 points. If it was 50 on to whatever, they got triple points. So all of a sudden they had 60 points that contest. Well, guys, back in those days when I first started competing, they, and, there, and there were some good cooks out there. There were people like Ronnie Wade, some of them guys, uh, uh, Danny, uh, uh, Lucero, uh, Incognito, them guys are racking up like 1,200 points in a year. All right, that was your first, second spot. I'd finish in the, you know, I think, let's say in the top top 50, 200 points. That's how big of the spread was. Uh, the top 25 was probably probably 250 or 300 points. Uh, so it was really skewed. So they went in there and they changed that a few years ago to where whatever points you got for that contest is what you got, period. Um, which was a better deal. And if you notice, those points are not are not running out of hand like they were. It's still not the perfect way of doing it. Uh, you know, going to the, you know, taking your 10 best, your 12 best, that was a better deal, but same deal again. If you start doing that and, and these guys can gain 300 points in a contest, then I, I, I don't think that's right. So, you know, uh, especially where you have areas uh, like Region Region 2, I believe, they have a lot of small contests. Region 5 nowadays has a lot more small contests. We used to have a lot of bigger ones, but most of ours are going to be smaller now. So, I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, and, and the other reason why KCBS did what they did was there actually used to be 50 teams. Well, what was happening was is that all these guys are sitting there and looking. It's like, well, okay, I'm not going to this contest unless it's got 50 teams, so I'm going to max up the points. And, so, and some people say points don't matter. Well, points matter. Points matter big. That's why every one of our sanctioned bodies has a points contest. And they're always gonna, there's always going to be a continent. I mean, it's going to drive. It's going to drive 
um, competitiveness. I mean, that's just the way we're all geared. If we if we weren't competitive, none of us would be cooking. Let's just get to it. I mean, we all love to cook, understandable. But the reason why we go to barbecue cook-offs is because we are competitive. We like to compete. We like to win. Every one of us likes to win. We don't like to lose. The guys that lose all the time, they get washed out. They disappear. So that's the drive there. So, you know, if we let that go too, all of a sudden, everybody's going to go back to these bigger contests. These little contests are going to struggle even more. It's going to hammer them some more. You know, so um, I think if they would qualify, if I remember correctly, like KCBS, they've been, they've been proposing maybe even going down to 25 to try to build up some of these smaller contests again and get those things going. Um, but I think that that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe 30s, maybe 30s where we need to be, you know, kind of in, in the middle there. You know, that would bring enough teams because, you know, that's the other part about it. So to, you know, to qualify for the Royal, regardless, you got to have 25 teams um, after, your, after your first year. And then if you're a state state championship, then you need 25 teams every year to get into the Jack. So, you know, maybe 30, that gives you a five-team buffer. So maybe 30 is that, that number that maybe we, we roll off of that. I don't know. What do you think, man? Well, you know, I, I heard him talk about it, Lance, and I heard him talking about a, a multiplier for number of teams, one to one and a half points, and blah, blah, blah. But I, I haven't seen any specifics on it yet. But no. to tell you the truth, that scares the shit out of me if they're doing one to one and a half points per team as a multiplier. So, you know, a one multiplier – uh, Dang, I less mean, than say fifty teams, you know. So you just get one to one on your points. If you're but, a one and a half multiplier, ooh. you know, I I don't know. Do you? So does a thirty team or you know a thirty point kickoff turn into forty five points, or does that yeah. mean that's one and a half points per team? Because you know they were talking about multipliers and an amount of teams and. Right. Uh, so on and so forth. So I, I haven't actually seen the math behind it yet to know. I know if they're talking about points per teams, it's kind of funky. Uh, that, that'll that screw a lot of guys out in West Texas, uh, you know. But, you know, if it's a multiplier, I, I'm a little more okay with it as long as the multiplier is reasonable. You know, if it's one and a half right. multiplier above 50 teams, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I think you should get more credit for doing better in a bigger contest. You know, we, you and I have talked about this. H- how do you yeah, weight yeah. the, uh, you know, how do you weight the, you know, I've cooked some 25-team contests with 24 good cooks there. Uh, that were harder to cook than hundred team contests. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Absolutely. So, how 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 do you weight these things? How, how do you build a matrix upon that? Uh, you know that that's you know that that's a little above my pay grade. I'm sure I could 
you know, I, I could create a database and put years of data in there and figure it out. But then, how do you weight new teams? How where they're starting out? You know, you got you got all kinds of stuff to go into something like that. Yes. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, there I, are. I, but I, you know, I listen to it, and then I listen to it again on my on my drive home. Uh, you know, just to see if I caught any nuances of that segment with Roddy. And uh, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it until I see the math behind it. But, you know, IBCA, they like to do shit closed doors and not tell anybody shit. So instead of putting it out there and saying, hey, this is what we're thinking about, can we get some feedback on it? You know, Roddy just comes down and announces it, which I love Roddy. Roddy's a great dude. Not not I'm not throwing Roddy under yeah. the bus here. I'm just saying. No, I mean, what's it? I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm glad he said something about something. it. Yeah, me too, because I, I wouldn't know anything about it if he hadn't said something about right. it. Instead of coming out That's and announcing right. something, come out and have an actual damn press release and have some numbers to back it up and say, this is what we're looking at, so you can get some feedback on it. Yeah. You know, and I know it's it's Internet feedback, mind you. But you can throw half of the internet feedback in the trash and just take the good feedback. You know, the people that actually put time into making oh, yeah. feedback, you know, into mm-hmm. consideration and, you know, go from there. But you know, instead they just make an announcement and then and then who knows where you're at at the end of that deal. Right. So Well and you know, and that and that's the deal. I mean, you know, like I said, I was I was glad he brought it up and uh, you know, because you know, this this goes in a, a little bit deeper, and I mean, uh, so I kind of screwed up the other day. So I shared, I was sharing a Darren Worth post last Thursday or Friday, last Thursday, I believe, and I thought that it copied actually what Darren was saying, but it did. It just put out there the national championship for Smithfield. So I'm sure everybody was like, "Well, okay, yeah, dumbass, yeah, we all know about this," but. That was not what what was actually uh, uh, what grabbed my attention about it. What grabbed my attention about it, and here's here's another one of things. And uh, you know, he wasn't throwing anybody under the bus or anything of that nature, but he said it. He hit the nail on the head. So everybody's asking about the national barbecue championship deal with Smithfield. Um, you know, it was supposed to come out in January. Um, you know, KCBS has redone their website, so they had to have some data mining stuff. They had to have some legalities with barbecue data. Barbecue data is going to be the one running this whole deal. Uh, barbecue data is back up and running, uh, which I think is great. I love it. Um, uh, I think that that guy does great, uh, with breakdown, especially in KCBS. So let's be bringing IBCA into it, but Darren made 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 a true statement right here, and 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 this 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 is what he said was was that, you know, look guys, we're getting we're getting close. He said I've seen some bits and parts of it already, and he said, but you know, there's all kinds of different uh, things going on, and and so like Matt talking about databases and stuff like this. Here here's here's one of those logistical nightmares that we got going on right now. So he said it best was that, okay, all other sanctioning bodies that are involved in this, FBA, IBCA, or not IBCA, FBA, KCBS, uh, 
Um, I think that uh, maybe the Pacific Northwest, there, there, there's, there's several of them that are involved in the Smith building. So they're trying to compile that data, and that data, what it'll do is it'll, it'll run a points chase between all of the sanction bodies that are involved in the Smithville deal, which is awesome. Then they're going to take the top 24 teams, I believe, if I remember correctly. Then I'll have to look at it. And then they're going to go head to head, and they're going to keep cutting it down to like the top six go for $50,000. So it's kind of like a Sands Club deal in a ways, and, but it's got some other variables, stuff like that, and it's, it, it's pretty cool. But all the other sanction bodies uses team names. IBCA does not recognize teams. They recognize Ed Cooks. So now they got to go in there and try to incorporate Ed Cooks along with Team into this whole situation. So, you know, think about that. So you're going to have, you know, blah, 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 FDA, uh, KCBS, blah, 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 four legs up, kiss my rack, blah, 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 whatever. Then then it may be a last four, I guess, is how I'm guessing that's going to work. But they have to compile all that data to where all that will work and uh, make a point system and everything from all to tie it together. We used to have team names and stuff on the website. Um, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to say the name, but there was there was somebody that did away with that. And, uh, you know, so um, that, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, there's lots of, there's, there's lots of, when I was on the board, I said there was a lot of talk about that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, it used to be that, you know, we, we all say it's a barbecue team. You know, and then I grew up playing football and stuff like that. There was no I in the team. But in IBCA, there's really an I in the team, really. That's what it boils down to. Uh, there's an individual that's going to get the credit. Regardless if there's four guys cooking on that team or one guy cooking on that team, <clears throat> there's an I in the team. Did I have that right, Alexander? Is that a, is that a good analogy? Uh, that's, yeah, you're completely right. Damn. Well, like I said, I mean, I just so. I know you don't hear that very often. Yeah, I know. I know you don't hear that very often, so I'll say it again. You you were right about your analogy (laughs) there. So keep going. Well, like I said, I mean, so that's part of that whole deal that's going on. And so with the scoring systems, and we're talking about the point system with, with IDC and stuff like that. I mean, so, yeah, all these factors going in now. Oh, and so guys, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I would like to see when they roll this thing out. Because uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by it. I'm, I'm really intrigued how that's going to be. You know, for example, West Texas Pitmasters that competes in KCBS. So they're going to have to go over and get those points, and then they're going to have to go over here to IBCA and get Lance Moore's points. And put those points together. Oh, that'll be fun. Yep. You, you know, so. I noticed when I was uh, 
when I was on the uh, barbecue data website earlier, it had a boomerang barbecue listed as a KCBS and IBCA team. So I, I know they're working on it. But okay. if so they have Kiss My Rack or West Texas Pitmasters listed for IBCA, just KCBS. So oh, I, well, I know they're trying to figure IBCA, it out. Bud. Well, probably. But that that's for another yeah. time. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So since we're on the radio, uh, <laughs> when, when, when I was leaving yesterday uh, and – I, I don't guess I really saw you after that. When I was leaving yesterday, I guess I saw you once, but I forgot. Uh, yeah. Mr. Sherry said to give you his condolences and that to tell you that you could come by and say hi. Uh, but I was already on my way oh. out, and I didn't tell you. But when I was when I was walking out of awards, getting ready to leave, he stopped me and said, "Would you do me a favor?" And I said, "Sure." And he said, would you give Mr. Moore my condolences or, you know, tell him hi, well, whatever. I don't remember the exact conversation, but tell him to come by and say hi to me. And uh, I kind of thought, well, you know, the street works both ways, but for sure yeah. I'll, I'll I'll relay the message. You know, I'll tell him. Uh, so uh, I've now told you it's since way too late, but uh, uh, I told you. So, uh well, Any, you know, anyway, we, uh, we, we had a we had a good we had, we had a good cook. Uh, I, I did lose an eight hundred dollar brisket pot too that I don't want to talk about. But Mr. David Underwood <laughs> won that. Son of a bitch, he beat me every time in brisket lately. Uh, He's pretty tough. But I congratulated him. Yeah, I, I did too. That, so that that was a sweet call for him. Uh, we we did get I did get Mr. Sherry involved in the brisket pot there at awards. He, he threw in another oh, hundred bucks. Oh, I didn't bucks. know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I was just relaying a message that I forgot to relay. Now, now that it's a day too late, you you got the message. But uh, yeah. just sending yeah. it your way. You know, with with, <laughs> with love and kiss kissy faces and you yeah, know, all the good yeah. shit. You know, well, you know, there really wasn't much there, but you know, he kind of, he kind of put it out on Facebook last week. You know, he didn't, he didn't have anything to talk about, so I didn't, uh, I didn't really feel like that I needed to go down there and talk to him. I mean, you know, I, uh, I offered well, to talk to. Well, him. you know, I, I know, I'm, I'm just, re- I'm, I'm just a messenger, Lance. Don't shoot the messenger. Oh, yeah. I, I'm oh, just, I'm not shooting the messenger. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying on my side of it. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Craig and I hey, go look, way back. You, you, yeah, you, you, you and Craig go back. But hey, look, you and our guest have something in common. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, Craig and I don't see eye to eye to everything. Yeah. Neither one of y'all uh, like Craig Sherry, so. Well, no, you know, I'm not saying yeah, that. Look, I'm just what, saying that him and I are not seeing eye to eye about some things. He feels that I've thrown him under the bus about a few things. Well, I guess, you know, um, I mean, maybe, maybe I have. I mean, I did. I, you know, there were some things that I had been upset about. Um, but, you know, actually him and I had talked about it. Um, if he'll go back and recall, uh, when it did happen, we talked about it a little bit. 
And, uh, you know, he, he explained to me why he did it. And, you know, I didn't agree with it. But, you know, that was his decision. Uh, you know, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of things that Craig did right with IBK. There's a lot of things that we, that we agreed about. There are some things that we don't agree about. And so if that's going to put it there, then I guess it'll put it there. I mean, that's not the, uh, you know, like I said, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, like I said, I just feel that uh, we're going in the wrong direction on some things. Uh, some of it's showing up, some of it you're seeing. And, I mean, I just like that. I mean, you know, hey, I mean, once again, don't keep the messenger kind of deal. But, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And, I mean, you know, I'm sure at some point, you know, this will all kind of, it all relax. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and him and I will have a conversation. And, you know, like I said, I mean, I don't think that it's anything yeah, yeah, I, for that. I, I, that I don't is. know, Lance, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you and I disagree on things, and we're probably, you know, I consider you one of my closest, uh, and, you know, we don't always agree on the way yeah. things should uh, work out. So, you know, that's just kind of one of those deals. Yeah, I uh, it is. You know, I, I know you're more of a damn liberal New Mexican, you know, background and all that kind uh, of what? shit, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you, you and Obama uh, like to, oh my you Lord. know, but, uh, <laughs> welfare and Obama and the whole damn nine yards. Uh, but, uh, now wait a minute, wait a minute. See, I'm living in Texas. Oh, wait, where do you live? Oh, you are living over there. You're living in New Mexico. See, uh, I, yeah, I hey, got hey, smart well, and I, and I, I left. I left. You I went am over. a resident. <laughs> I am a resident of Texas, by the way. Oh well, yeah. But I, that's I not still have a residency head. in Texas. Well, it's you not. Don't but I your still have a residency. <laughs> well, I, you know, I do about twenty weekends a year. Yeah, well, so, you know, okay. So well, I you know, know that, I do that, about twenty weekends part. a year. I said, yeah, I said, but, yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I just can't. You know. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're just all gonna disagree on shit from time to time. Uh, I mean, hell, I mean, it's, well, yeah. I mean, they're part of it, and I mean, you know, like I said, you know, he taught a lot of good stuff for IBK, and there's a lot of stuff that I agree with, and there's some things that I know, and I mean, you know, hell, I mean, I called him out on some of it. And here I am, you know. I'm a bad guy now, I guess. So, you know, hell. I mean, I don't know. You know, um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm apparently calling everybody and, and uh, you know, trying to get them to change over to KCBS. And, you know, hell, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, if that's the worst thing that I've done, you know, I guess, well, what the hell. I mean, I hadn't exactly done that, but um, circumstances have presented themselves from time to time where, you know, it's kind of like like being a Methodist and a Baptist. You know, uh, if you get a chance to, uh, as they say, testify, you take that opportunity and you testify. 
in what you believe in. And so, you know, those opportunities have been presented um, in a few areas and a few contests. And so I have testified to how, what I think. Just my opinion, you know. It ain't, it ain't the law. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I still cook IBCA. I'm still an IBCA member. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I have some different theories about some of this stuff. And, you know, I think that there's some things that need to change. You know? And uh, that's where it's at. So, I'll be good now. Have you talked to Justin? I'm refreshing the board right no. now. speaking. No, I haven't. Uh, I'll uh, I'll send him a reminder him. here. Uh, I'm refreshing the board uh, right now to make sure he hadn't popped in. I just didn't see it. So if y'all listening, Justin, just just bear with me for a minute. Um, it'll pop back up, and and uh, I'll uh, if you're there, I'll log you in. And uh, um, so no. He's not there, so but, yeah. You know, I sent him a message. Another, and... uh, yeah. I just, I just shot him a message. So uh-huh. another uh, thing we can we we can go over real quick is this. Uh, uh, you know, all this bullshit about do you cook a wagyu for contest? Barbecue's <laughs> too expensive. If you have to cook a wagyu. Barbecue's too expensive if you have to cook compart pork. Barbecue's too expensive if you got to cook organic chickens. Well, I'm just going to get out there and say it, Lance. And uh, I know some guys do, some guys don't. But if you're in competition barbecue, you can pay $200, $250 for entry fee, $200 for entry fee. You, you can afford a couple hundred dollars for meat on the low side, all that shit. You can afford diesel. You can afford time off work. You can afford these more luxuries of life. If you're worried about a $75 difference in a brisket, a $20 difference in a pork butt, and a $5 difference in a chicken, don't cook fucking competition barbecue. You can't afford it. Uh, It's not forever. It's like bass fishing or drag racing or any other competitive sport out there. If you're going to bitch and moan about the price of it, you can't afford the damn thing. It's it's uh, it's it's not for everybody. As much as I hate to say that, it's not for everybody. If you're not going to put the time, the effort, the dedication, and the money into it, you're not going to see the results. You show up with a select brisket and a Walmart chicken and some shitty ribs from your local grocery store. Well, number no, one, wait a wait a I, I don't care. I, no, I don't care how good a cookie you are. You're starting behind the damn eight ball there. You're you're, you're, well, you're just not doing any chicken. good. <laughs> well, well, you you you're better than I am. <laughs> Actually, I showed up with a United chicken this weekend, but I really show up with a Walmart chicken, by golly. <laughs> Alright, I believe we got Justin right here. I'm assuming this is probably him. So well, let's get the rest of this party started, Mr. Alexander. All I'm right, just giving well, you help, by the way. You, you know that. 
Uh, we'll get, right, we'll, we'll get Justin in here. Well, we we got we got we got Dr. Smoke live now, Mr. Justin Margist. Oh, let's see. Let me get him here. Let me get him on here. Well, I'm working on it right now. It's uh, uh, all right. We're going. Uh, he should be live. You there, Justin? How's it going? Good man. What's up, buddy? You? you got. Hello? Hello? You there? Yes, sir. You there, Matt? Yeah, I'm here. I think we're all in. So uh Okay. Anyways, Justin, you got you you got me and Lance Moore and yourself live here. Doing a doing a little live broadcast and a podcast at the same time. Uh <laughs> I, I was just on a rant. And uh, I, I want to get your feedback before we get into your story. But I was just on a rant about all these posts I see about, do you cook Wagyu briskets? Do you cook organic chickens? Do you cook part ribs or whatever? And I was just on about saying, if you can't afford a Wagyu brisket, I, I know some of us don't cook them. If you can't afford organic chicken, if you can't afford good pork, be it whatever you think good pork is, you shouldn't be cooking competition barbecue. I mean, if you can afford the diesel and the entry fee and everything else, why the hell are you worried about $50 or $100 extra in meat? Uh, no, I mean, at that point when I, it gets, you know, it gets pretty expensive after a while. You know, we were we were hot on the trail. We were doing 20, 30 comps a year. We figured comps were costing us $1,500 a competition, and that's the diesel fuel, the insurance, the depreciation on the bus, the maintenance, the entry fees, you know, all that stuff, and Personally, I don't right. cook wagyu briskets and organic chickens and all that stuff. I, you know, I, I whip up on them things all the time. Uh, I, I prefer just a good hand-picked choice or prime brisket that I can get at HEB or my local butcher shop or a barbecue place. I've, I've made good with a lot of the barbecue places around here, and they'll let me just go in and pick out what I want. I mean, they'll let me pick through the cases, and they might charge me a dollar a pound more or whatever, but I don't care. I get what I want. Right, right. But at the end of the day, should if you're worried about 150 or $200, should you be cooking competition barbecue is my whole thing. If, if $200 makes a difference in your light bill or your car payment or wh- whatever the hell it is, you, to me, you know, it's like bass fishing, drag racing, anything else. You, you just shouldn't be involved in that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking the elitist point of view here. But I don't, I you know, don't if it's going to break the bank, you know, there's some there's there's some people that are on budgets, and there's some people that aren't. You know, I've been fortunate enough that I've never had to be on a budget. You know, I just do what I need to do and do it. And there's some people that they cook just one one and a half or two slabs of ribs, one chicken, and one brisket. I always cook what you know. I'm, I've always thought that two briskets never cook the same. So you're always going to have one brisket that tastes better than the other. You can do them exactly the same, and they're never going to taste the same. So that's why I want to choose between two rather than one. So yeah, back to your point. Yeah, I'd probably spend an extra 150, 200 bucks every cook-off just to assure that I have the best turning I possibly can. Because this competition barbecue, it's not participation trophy barbecue. Everybody wants participation trophy these days, and you know that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's competition. Oh man, uh, I, I like what you're saying there. That, you yeah, know, before hey, long, it's going to turn into freaking NASCAR. Even... They're going to have so many damn rules. It's going to be like NASCAR. You can't. 
you've got to cook this certain size brisket. And you, hell, in IBCA already, they've already got it to where you've got to cook brisket fat. You have to turn in brisket fat side down no matter what. That way everybody turns in the same stuff. There's no there's no uh, benefit to actually thinking outside the box. And, you know, when you go to a, re- a restaurant you know, like Franklin's or whoever serves good brisket, they don't serve brisket meat side up. They serve it fat side up. And, you know, if, I, if I'm doing a catering or a regular luncheon or doing something like that, I, I don't serve brisket meat side up. Never have, never will. It, it's fat side up. It's, you know, it's it's the way to do it. I, I don't know why people limit themselves, you know, but that's that's just personal point of view. That's uh, me, me and your current executive head director of IBCA don't are, – aren't on getting the long terms right now anyways. So don't be talking about your own Greg like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 Lance's brother. There you go. You're speaking about. Yeah. But Who? uh that's your that's your brother. Uncle Craig. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, boy, but no, you know, in, in, in all honesty, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for new cooks out there. There's lots of good people out there that are putting classes on. You know, uh, myself, Arnie Segovia, uh, Fred Robles, a lot of guys that do IBCA that are good cooks that, that put classes on. Now, I can't attest to how good they are and what they actually teach because I don't. I've never looked at any of their stuff, but. You know, one thing I can say is I'm the only cook out there that when I do barbecue competitions, I offer shadowing opportunities for people to actually do and come help me at cook-offs and learn what I'm doing, the time scales, you know, to make sure you're never rushed, that you're not behind on anything, and they see everything I'm doing. It's not like I'm hiding anything. You know, you can't hide something in the competition you're trying to win. Right. And we call and, those barbecue I shadowing. Think I, I think that's the best class you can get. Uh, I've done a couple of one-on-one classes with guys. I, I'm I don't do a lot. I'm I'm not I'm not a Doctor Smoke. I'm not an Arnie. I, I don't do a lot of things like that. But I've done a couple of one-on-one classes, and you know I I think that's the best way to learn something is watch somebody in their element, watch them do it, watch them build a turn-in box, watch them the whole way around, I, and uh, that's almost priceless information you're getting right there. Because there, there's you know, no, there's so many tricks of the trade, and you know, there's you just can't. Uh, there's there's always something you can learn from anybody. I mean, hell, I can even learn something. You know, we we do pretty well. We've got 30 grand champions so far, and like 26 or 27 reserves. And I, you know, first place in, in uh, top 10 finishes. We just quit keeping count of that. But it's it's dedication. It's it's a repetition. It's you know, some people say it's not a sport, but I think it is. If you don't cook and you cook one or two competitions a year. You have no right to bitch about the people that are cooking and winning. They're doing twenty, thirty comps a year, and they're like that. You go to a competition sometimes, and there it's it's like a you know first annual or second annual, and some dude shows up with a, a pit with a, a a Traeger, or he shows up with a drum with a uh, barbecue guru or something on. Man, them rednecks are throwing holy hell about those electronic controller devices and how they're cheating and cooking with electricity. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I don't have any of those electronic devices, but uh, that's just the way I cook. Uh, but I I could care less if you show up with a Traeger or Southern Pride or a propane grill. Let's I throw agree. down and see what we got. I mean, let's go. Who cares? You know, I I cook yeah, on what I want to. The... You cook on what you want to, and let's go. 
Yeah, you know, currently uh, we've got a uh, we got some litigation problems going on with IBTA about this whole ordeal and the reason that they cooked me they kicked me out. But in the long run, what we I've got a uh, I'm developing a cooking sanction that allows you to cook on anything you want because barbecue, in my opinion, is an eye beholder. Whoever wants to cook, let them cook on what they if they can't afford to go out and buy a decent pit, and they have a, a pro, little propane pit that you put wood chips in every once in a while, let them cook on it. That's their idea of barbecue. You know, like you said, if you want to cook on a $30,000 Southern Pride, be my guest. Yep, that's right. Yeah, who who, who cares? Run run, run what you brung, because ultimately at the end of the day, I can pull two old drums out of my garage here, and I think I'm a good enough cook, I'll whoop your ass on two drums. But, you you know, it doesn't always work out that way, but that's just me. Uh, I'll take a Weber and start an offset fire in a Weber. I don't care. Uh, you know, I've won steak on a chimney with a grill grate on top of it. Uh, yeah, I see that on Facebook I'll all cook the time. On whatever you throw in front of me. So it it's just a it's it's just a whole. Some people get scared because what if somebody cooks on and I I don't know Justin you're starting you're, you're talking about starting a uh, cooking organization so uh you know we're we're having this deal back and forth we Lance and I have started the Texas Barbecue Association uh which is uh yeah mine's actually going to be called the Texas Barbecue Society we're we're, we're well we're just running on KCBS cookoffs and doing a doing a points chase based on the KCBS cookoffs uh I I cook a lot of KCBS as well as a lot of IBCA. Uh, but Man, you know, what, if, if KCBS do would do away with that stupid-ass garnish, I'd like it a lot better. <laughs> well, I, 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 I would agree with that. Uh, I, I like and, you know, the they say, well, you don't KCBS. have to do that, you know, but they say you don't have to do it. But in, in all actuality, and common sense would say that an ungarnished box is not going to beat a garnished box. I don't give a damn how pretty your ungarnished box looks. And they say, oh, well, that we don't judge true. on garnish. But, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah. It is true. That, I mean, you're yeah. absolutely right about that. Yeah, if, you, if you're not garnishing a box, you might you might as well just go donate your check and say, here's my donation. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that, you know, there's, there's no point in being there. Uh, but what I was asking is, what I'm trying to get at is, what are you going to do for a point system? Because you know Lance and I are throwing us around. We're 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 debating some things, and uh, you know I I have went as far as offered to. Uh, I'm a IT guy by trade. If people don't know, I'm a master electrician. I'm also a SCADA architect IT guy. That's what I do is is, is I do electrical and oil and, gra- oil and gas integration. So uh, we, we collect data, we build databases, we, anyways, make a make a short story long. I, I offered my services to our current president when he when he came into office, and I was told he was working with another group. Uh, got turned down, and uh, blah blah blah. But anyways, what do you think about a scoring system? Uh, I don't like this top ten bullshit. Not getting a score sheet at the end of it. Not not knowing where you're at. Are you working on a single table, a double table, 
How are you keeping the It's a single the table system. It's definitely uh, it's a it's a single table system. It's uh you know there's no final tables or anything. It's it's definitely proprietary. It's something I've uh you know it's one of the things you think you know well they could do this and they could improve that and they could do this and as a cooker sure. you see all this stuff that could be done and you have all these other people that are telling you what to do and and I'm just one of them people. I've been a lifelong person that says. I don't agree with people telling me how to do my job that don't know how to do my job. So if if Correct. you're going to tell me how to, to to cook this barbecue, you at least have a really good judging system to where that where it's not sitting on the final table. It looks like it's been all hit with a lawnmower by the time people go through it, and then you know the final table judges have nothing to judge on on appearance, and plus it's cold. Yeah, I, I but yeah, it's definitely agree. mine. You know, mine's going to have a. It's going to be for it's. Going to have four categories. I can't talk about it too much now because we're still the software already designed. But it's it's definitely going to be something state of the art, like uh, nothing. And we're going to have an app also. You know, I don't know if you know anything about designing apps for phones and everything because everybody has a phone these days. Why would you not want to try to integrate that into your systems? So we're going to do that. But you know, all that stuff's expensive, man. I mean, those those if you want to get something really good that works well and dependable and reliable, you're going you're going to pay out the ass for it. And that's kind of what we're doing. It's all I'm all self funded, so it's. Not, nothing's ever in a hurry with me, you know. As I get a little, you know, get a couple grand here and there, and I invest it, and you know, hopefully in the long run it pays off. Well, I, I manage a team of programmers every day, as well as a team of electricians, and uh, I manage quite a few people. And uh, it, you know, if it's some barbecue ready like that, and uh, you want to go over something with me, I'm always up for it, and I'll run it past my guys. I'll find an NDA, whatever you need me to do, because. I'm not trying to steal your shit. I'm not that guy. But uh You know, I'm not trying yeah, to get rich yeah, off of it, but I'm definitely trying to innovate the industry. I'm trying to help, you know, I love cooking barbecue. Obviously if you take a look at me, I love eating barbecue too. Good barbecue. I don't like eating crappy <laughs> barbecue. That's why I don't really ever go out to eat it anywhere. Well, but well, I, I definitely let, want to help cookers uh, out and that's kinda of, you know where I started the barbecue classes off. I really wanted to help people out, but at the same time I'm not gonna give away my secrets for free, you know. But everybody right. that's ever taken right, my right. class, besides one person, I've I've had a, a a deal with one guy that took my class, and he's you know was raising hell about it and all this stuff. And you know months down the road, I'm asking, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm not doing exactly that. I'm doing this, and I'm cooking at this temperature. I'm using this wood besides that wood, and I'm not using your seasoning. I'm using somebody. Dude, you're not even cooking the recipe. I gave you a round wheel, and you you, you chipped that thing back into a square wheel, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that happens. Uh let, let's let's rewind it a little bit here and uh let's go back a few years and uh why don't you tell us how Dr. Smoke got started and kind of where where the roots came from? How how you guys got involved in competition barbecue for anybody listening that's not familiar with your story. Um we got started in competition barbecue out of just the love uh, I learned to cook with my uncle. You know, he grew up, we grew up, you know, burning wood down in a barrel and shoveling in the pit and cooking over coals and flipping the meat and mopping the meat. And, and just the older I got, the more I grew up and got interested in it. Uh, you know, my mom was always a really good cook. I was always learning from her. Even in high school, I was cooking my own, own meals sometimes. And in college, uh, I started, I bought a little barbecue pit and dabbled with it a little bit, you know, learned to stick weld. And uh, over the years, it progressed to, I met my wife, and uh, we decided to do a competition together. She bought me a Traeger for Christmas, and oh boy, that was a that was a nightmare getting into competitions with a Traeger back in that day because everybody thought you were cheating because you were cooking with electricity. 
even though they couldn't comprehend <laughs> that those pellets are the ones that are making the heat, not the actual fan. You know that they think you're cooking with 110 volts of electricity and you're cheating. So, but you know that was a long time ago, and things have progressed, and we've got you know we've had a couple pit maker trailers. And our team name, we had uh, we, we were trying to figure out a team name for our first competition. We just thought you entered a head cook, and that was it, because we'd never been to one, and uh, we couldn't figure nothing out. I was making all these complex names up, and then that night when we was having a tailgate beverage, my wife said, you know, make something simple, and I said, well. You know, my wife, she was a resident uh, doctor at that time. She was still going to medical school, and then I was uh, I was the smoker, so we just said, let's call it Dr. Smoking. And then that was our team name ever since, and we've had a target on our back ever since because that very first cook-off, we, uh, we got a first-place chef choice. But it's funny because we got disqualified on that event, on that, that particular uh, category because we turned the chef choice in. And uh, they were like, oh, bust your tickets out. You know, this going to be a yellow ticket. I'm like, Heather, you got the ticket? And she's like, uh, no, you're supposed to have the ticket. Oh, shit, I left the ticket on top of the box. I never tore it off. So they uh, oh, said, well, you know, you won first place, chef choice. It was a smoked chicken lasagna. It was phenomenal. And uh, they said, well, we, you, you can't. We're, we had to disqualify you because you left your ticket on top of the box. So lesson learned. Well, well, well. I- that's crazy. They, they, you know, I've seen a bunch of cooks do that, and they, uh, they tear it off for them when they turn it in. Uh, well, you know, you know unfortunately, that's... that was probably seven years ago, and this was a non-sanctioned event, so they didn't have the uh, same pride, I guess you'd say, in it. It was more along the lines of, well, you don't know the rules; it's your fault. Right. So, so how did Doctor Smoke progress from that first cook-off into? You know, you guys were hot and heavy there, cooking 25, 30 comps a year, and you've kind of backed off now and kind of doing more classes and rubs and seasonings and, you know, get, getting into that game. So how did how did that Well, a lot of that has about? to do with us backing off is, you know, one is the, the litigation and lawsuits that we're having with IBCA. And then, two, I've got two kids, uh, you know, two and four, and I don't want to miss the good stuff with them growing up. And, uh, you know, plastic trophies can wait. You know, plastic trophies are expensive to chase. And if you think about it, you're that, really just correct. cooking a bunch of food the best you can and giving it all away. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I, but, you know, we, we started we small. Every we, day. You know, every I'm day sorry, go ahead. We, we, we cook a bunch of – no, I was just going to say, I, I never thought about it that way. But, you know, I spend, like you said, 1500 bucks a weekend to go cook food and give it away. I, I never really thought about it that way, but that that's a hell of a point right there. Yeah, we um we started small. My first pits, you know, we cooked on competition was a, a Traeger that we had bought. You know, my wife got me for Christmas, and then I had a grill that uh, we had bought at a garage sale for 20 bucks, and we put some grill grates on it, and that was a steak cooking fool, man. It just, those grill grates are phenomenal. We've I've endorsed those since the day they came out, man. I've, I, I teach them in my class, and everybody that has them loves them. And uh, I think they're pretty pretty uh, common now on, on that SEA circuit, too. And, you know, SEA is a good – you can make a lot of money if you know how to cook a steak. Our very first SEA event we went to, we won first place steak in uh, the Humble Rodeo, Grand Champion. There were four world champions cooking there, 150 teams, and we hit first steak there. That's $2,500 steak. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that's awesome. So, so, so you kind of go from that and you – you start cooking, you 
you know, you get you get into that kind of deal, kind of get the bug, get hooked, and then. Uh, oh, we didn't just you, get the bug, man. We was head over heels for it. We was, we went out and bought. You know, first motorhome we bought was a repossession. It was uh, we got a pretty good deal on. We paid like twenty grand for it, and uh, you know we were still getting financially stable, so we had to finance it, and then. Uh, we got that thing paid off, and then, believe it or not, our first competition in uh, uh, KCBS, we went to the Royal in in Oklahoma, I believe, one of them sit, one of them states. I turned too sharp. This was a gasser. So when you turn too sharp, you can actually jackknife going forward. So we turned way too sharp, and the, the, the tail of the motorhome swung and hit the concrete pole next to a gas pump and ripped the whole back end of the motorhome off. You can stick your arm inside Holy and touch shit. the head. Wow. Yeah, when you feel something whack the side of the motorhome, it's too late, you know, because you, then you've got to get that big bitch stopped. That, you know, we uh, we sold that thing insurance, told it out, to, and we bought another diesel, and then we bought one more, I, I thought and, I had and to, we've been. I was going to say, I thought I had a good barbecue story until I heard that one. <laughs> That's oh, dude, it was bad, but we were, we were lucky enough. There was a guy in the parking lot, and I told my mom, I said, hey, go give this, go, go tell this guy, you know, I got a pretty... Uh, my mom's a blonde, and she doesn't look her age. She's, uh, I don't know, she's probably 50, uh, my age plus 25, so she's close to 60, but she don't look that old. She looks like she's like 48, and uh, she helps me on the barbecue trail a lot when I was doing it, when my wife couldn't come, and people thought that was my wife or my girlfriend. like, dude, that's my mom. But I told my mom, I said, hey, go give this guy 100 bucks. He's got this big old truck over there. See if he's got some drills and some stuff, and he can screw this thing back together. So she went over and talked to this guy, and he did it for free, man. He pretty much put this whole bus back together for us, got it enough to where we, we didn't have a big hole in the side of it. And uh, he fixed it for us in about 30 minutes, got it to where it was drivable again, to where we could go to the competition and waste all that time and money. And uh, we got it fixed. And we got back, and insurance told it out. And then uh, we traded it in on a different bus. Once they told it out, we had a different one. Uh, and it's just you know, some people have good luck, and some people have bad luck, and that bus that we bought, it was a, a, a auction bus that we fixed up, put wood floors in it, and I don't know, about two years later, the engine had a crack in it, so we had to, we took had the engine block fixed and then traded it in on a different bus because I didn't want that problem no more. I didn't want to have to worry about it, you know, cracking down the road or something on us. And uh, we bought this other bus, and we were hot and heavy for about two and a half years or so, and then we got that, we got into an altercation with some IBCA guys, some some people on the IBCA board. They were extremely inebriated at cook-off in Pleasanton. And, uh, I mean, if you want to hear that story, I'd be glad to tell it. Well, I think we all know the story. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we, we we don't have to elaborate on it. If you, uh, elaborate, I can't even talk. Elaborate on it. Uh, but I, I, th- I think we're pretty much familiar with that story. Uh, I think anybody that's from you know, on Facebook is familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, we can go into it. Justin got an altercation, got banned from IBCA, and uh, that that's kind of where we set out today. But uh, there's there's multiple stories of how the altercation went down. Board members, you know, shady shit, uh, you know, all that kind of shit. So that what, what I mean, I mean, Justin, if you want to go into it, I'm. I, I'll, I'll hear it again. No, it's but, not that big of a deal. Uh, like I, I said, that's just why I've really hunkered down on 
uh, wanting, really wanting to develop my own organization. And, you know, I love doing this. And I want to try to give cookers something better than what, what's currently offered out there. Now, I'm not saying that the organizations are bad because I used to cook them and I enjoyed them. But they can be so much better. Oh, oh, I, me, me and Lance couldn't agree more with you. That's why we're, you know, me personally, Lance, uh, we're, you know, I'm pushing contests towards looking at FBA, KCBS. Look, look at something different. You, you don't have to go with Lone Star or IBCA. You know, it, it can be a. Uh, there's multiple options out there. Look, look at these different things, see what they bring to the table and see if they fit your bill. I'm not saying you have to go with them or you don't have to go with them or what, but, but there's more than one option. And, and, uh, from, from what you've told me in our brief conversation about your judging system, I'm pretty damn excited about your, uh, barbecue. I can give you kind of a, a sneak peek on one, on one of the, the criteria. They're, one of the criteria is going to have a scale that where a hundred is not good and a zero is not good. The actual scale is a fifty. So too much of one thing or not enough of one thing is bad. But you want to be the perfect balance of in between. You know, if you let's say for instance, uh, right. You know, what was the what was the what, what do you believe the smoke level of that uh, that meat to be? Was it a fifty? Was it a hundred? Was it a seventy? You know, all of our stuff is going to be a one to hundred scale. So this is going to eliminate a majority of the ties, especially when you take uh, when you start putting multipliers in there, you know, to get to a certain you know um, end point, end game, you know. But uh, you know, if it's oversmoked food, sometimes wins, and it's a sad thing that you know you can you can you got a guy out there that's he's piling wood in his pit, and and just so happens, Mama and Uncle Jim Bob and their three sons that are over there judging like that kind of barbecue and so everybody else that doesn't is screwed yeah you know the only caveat i have to that is how are you going to appropriately train your judges because if you if how do you know somebody knows what oversmoked meat you know most of us do we've been around it long enough we we have we have pretty good palates, although I was three for three wrong this last weekend. Uh, we we have pretty good palates. We, we know what things should taste like. We know what the texture should be. I I think barbecue is more of a texture game than a taste game. Uh, in my personal opinion, we we know what texture should be. We we know how those. How are you going to go about training your judges and making sure those things? are kept in line from contest to contest. Well, first off, I I think you've got to eliminate the fork and knife deal. I mean, anybody can put a pile of shit in the box and it tastes good, they're going to win. I mean, I've seen people put, you know, meat in the box with a freaking hamburger spatula because they couldn't keep their brisket together. They cut it with an electric knife. It looks decent. They put it in the box. Oh, well, this is tender. Look how tender this is. I can cut it with a fork. Well, yeah, you can't pick it up. It just falls apart, but it tastes good. So, you know, they, right. they're they beating guys that are cooking brisket that's appropriately cooked, appropriately cooked, and that's just a big, you know, it aggravates me to see stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I know, but how are you going to get a set of judges that want to follow your organization trained to know well, uh, what should be right? You know, with, 
without revealing too much, I can tell you there's going to be a reward system for cooks that actually want to get involved in this that aren't cooking and say, hey, I can look up this. I'm, I'm looking at this competition, and I don't feel like cooking this weekend, but I sure would like to, you know, go judge and see what there's going to be a reward point system for the cooks that, that, that get involved in the organization that are going to be in like a point chase, as you call it. And uh, they will have a deal, you know, as far as helping get people involved in the, the organization. We plan to, we plan to, you know, because everybody has a smartphone. So, I mean, we're, we're going to have an app. Yep. We're going to have everything that can be, you know, instantaneous. And cooks can follow up and see where they place, how they place, their overall scores, everything. It'll have video feed on it, just a lot of stuff that you can do. I mean, Facebook, you know, it's next couple of years, it's going to be on its way out. And somebody else is going to come up with the next best thing. So it's. I don't think it's a platform that I want to get involved in. You know, I want to have my own app and all that stuff. But there's definitely some uh, some some good ideas that some some of my friends that we've talked, discussed over the years that I've taken into consideration. And, and you know, I've got a list doing. And uh, you know, there's a lot of good guys out there that's helped me along the way. I've been fortunate to have some really good friends. You know, really good mentors uh, on certain things. And I'm just one of them guys that I believe in keeping a and rather than having, you know, a, a huge group of friends and, oh, these are my friends because I give them all this stuff and I give them all this free rub so they, they love me and all that, I'd rather have a small group of friends that are they're good and, uh, you know, they're not, I would say loyal, but they're not they're not uh, traitors either. They're not going to go talk shit behind your back, you know. And um, right. I just think that in the long long run, a good product prevails. You don't need to give it away to get it out there. You know, and that's what kind of we developed with our rubs. I mean, we don't sponsor any team 100%. There's a bunch of teams that we do give, you know, 50% discount to because they're already a customer. And they asked about it. Hey, we're, you know, we use your stuff all the time. You know, what could we work out on, you know, as far as, you know, Facebook and hashtags and stuff like that. And that's what, you know, I offer, I offer them a 50% deal. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take 50% off everything. Or I'll, basically what I do is I double their order. So whatever they get, I just double it. And uh, they're happy with yeah. it, you know. But I'm the, I'm not going to sponsor just some team that I've never heard of. And they say, hey, you know, what, what can you do for us? Uh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, what, what what do they call that? Barbecue welfare, right? Barbecue welfare. I started that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You that started that? That I, was I me. Hashtag barbecue that, welfare. I I I laugh my ass off at that all the time. Hashtag. You know that gets back into my rant. If you can't afford it, don't do it. Jesus Christ! It's yeah, I know. It's not you know. It's crazy. I've uh, even seen guys and some of the even some even the the really good cooks out there, man. They're sponsored by this team. They're sponsored by that team, and and they, their shit looks like a damn NASCAR trailer going down the road. And you know, if they get an award, oh, that's switch this hat real quick to this sponsor, and that's switch your hat to this sponsor now. When they make a walk or something, it's like, come on, man. You know how silly you look. Hello? I'm still here. Okay. Oh, we're, oh. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think Matt's fixing him a, I think Matt's fixing him a drink. <laughs> it sounded like ice. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I, I'm back. I, I, had to, I had to switch <laughs> uh, AirPods. My AirPods went dead. I had to get another set out, so I had to switch AirPods there. Uh, I, I know you, you, you damn Samsung guys wouldn't understand that. 
That's like anybody that don't <laughs> cook on a jambo. I've been a note. I've been a note <laughs> two guy. Yeah, I've I've been an Apple guy since they came out. I had the iPhone one since, since the first iPhone came out. I had the first iPod when it came out, and I've been hooked on the Kool Aid ever since, as they would say. <laughs> so, you know, as you know. far as you know, getting back to the cook off, cook offs and competitions, I don't. I've cooked some of the really expensive briskets, and and. Yeah, while they're, they might be a few percentage points better than what I did cook, I didn't see the value in it. I mean, hell, the, both of the big competitions, we you know, in Lockhart, we won first place brisket there two years in a row with that big eight-foot-tall trophy. That was just a prime brisket, IVP brisket. Hand-selected, you know, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want to cook and how I want to cook it. And if that brisket doesn't meet the criteria I want, I don't buy it. You know, some of them guys, they buy these brisket sight unseen and then – you're stuck with a $250 brisket by the time shipping hits you or $200 brisket, and then you're pissed off about it. And then what happens? We get on Facebook, we start ranting about it, we piss people off, we burn bridges, you know, at least I do. And uh, uh, that's where it ends up. Well, you, you, this might be the only podcast ever with three big Bertha winners on it. Then if you won twice, I won it last year. Uh we might have the first podcast ever with three big Bertha winners on it. Right. So, well, congratulations that, on that, man. Kind of, I would have been there, and actually I was yeah, signed man. up, but Richard Andazula told me I couldn't cook it because Craig Sherry said, well, we're just going to yank your sanctioning if you let them cook because Richard Andazula is the guy that runs the uh, uh, Lockhart cook-off, and he said, this is my cook-off. I'll let whoever I want to cook in it cook in it. And that's what he told Craig. And then they said, well, that's fine. You can do that if you want to. You just won't have a sanction it. And, I, you know, yeah, I guess he just kind of caved to the that, pressure. You know, a lot of people out there, you know, I'm not talking bad about them, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just don't got no cojones no more. And, you know, they'll they'll, they'll take they'll take the side of the person that's in the wrong just because it benefits them the most. And I don't agree with that. I, 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 I agree with that. I think that would have been the end of that that so to speak organization if they pulled some stupid shit like that and i know so, and that's uh, what i told the guy I, I was hoping he was going to follow through on it and, and uh he just didn't and you know that's his cook-off he can do what he wants and I'm, there's no hard feelings about it whatsoever but i was hoping that he was going to just say this is my cook-off i'm going to stand strong and fix this problem and then you know because in the long run where is it ended yeah i mean it's going to end it's it's probably gonna cost me twenty or thirty thousand dollars in litigation and attorney fees to go to court and get you know injunctions and sue them and all that. But could this all have been avoided? Hell yeah, it could have been. You know, you know, most things in the world work out that way. Uh, but it is what it is. But yeah, that I mean, it's still cool to think that we have three times best. I mean, you can pretty much say that's like top trophy in Texas for brisket is concerned, maybe besides Houston Rodeo. Uh, all together, I've got two of those also. Damn thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, for chicken, not brisket. but No, yeah, it was uh, for chicken. We got uh, two first place chickens, two Besco Texan barbecue, and one reserve champion from the rodeo. Um, but I got a question yeah, for you yeah. though. On your brisket and Lockhart, was Go it ahead. sweet or was it savory? Uh, completely savory. I have no sweetness on my brisket, and that's KCBS cool. IBCA. Yeah, it's funny, mine was sweet. 
on down the road. No, uh, you can ask Lance. He he knows my brisket week in and week out. There's there's no no sweetness on it. Uh, that is true. Blaze on it. And it's sad that we have to do that to brisket to win, but that's just the, the age we live in because I think a lot of people are uh, they're a victim of too much internet and barbecue pitmasters on television. They expect everything to have some sweet on it, and I don't agree with that, but I'm, I'm in it to win. I'm not there to just donate barbecue and donate funds. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not either, but uh, we, we've had a hell of a damn brisket out in the last couple of years and I haven't changed it and uh we 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 won a uh we you know we we've won our fair share of briskets over the past few years and uh we're we're just keeping rolling with it. Uh the only time I change now is if I go out west. If if I go out west, uh you know Arizona up north in Colorado over into Nevada, California, we do run a little sweet glaze on it, but there's no saucing. The it's still it's still just an au jus brisket with a sweet glaze. Uh, but other than that, we 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 don't do it. You know, all over Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Arkansas, you know, kind of our cook area. We haven't run any sweetness on it. Just just west and I guess north would be the, you know, northwest of me, uh, kind of that area. We, we do have to run a little sweetness on it to, to bring us, bring us over the top a little bit. But other than that, you know, we've had several several first place briskets all over the state, uh, and. Uh, you know, it's worked out for us not running a sweet brisket. You know, I, I say it's more of a – sometimes it's a gamble. You know, it's just, is it worth the, the payoff? You know, think it's worth the gamble of trying a sweet brisket? I've, I've cooked it. Most of the events I've cooked it, I've cooked there multiple times, and I've gotten to know the cooks and know the people that walk. And we trade – and I tell people this all the time, make friends with your neighbor, trade, do trade-outs, trade out your food with your people that are your neighbors and – and possibly even people that you know that are higher up that are good cooks. And, and, and most of the barbecue guys that I've met in my day are pretty cool folks. I mean, I'm, I'd say a handful of them are, you know, total assholes you would never want to talk again. But uh, most of them are pretty cool folks. And they'll trade out. I mean, none of us want to take this food homeless and eat it. We want to give it away. We don't want to take it home and, you know, eat what we've been cooking all day long. We do it every weekend. So uh, I can help. You know, you can learn a lot by judging and by in trading, doing trade outs with your neighbors at competitions. Yeah, that that's one thing I've never done. I've never judged the IBCA contest. I've judged the KCBS, but never judged the IBCA. Maybe I should go do that one of these days, but uh, I don't know. If I drive that far, I'm just going to cook the damn thing. So maybe I'm exactly. wrong for that. I, I've just never done it. So There's a lot you can well, learn in well, judging Lance, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, Lance. I, I was gonna say you got you got any questions for Justin while we while we got him on while we're talking here? Um, well, like I said, I mean, of course, I mean Justin and I we go back a ways, and uh, we both did the uh, Grill of Victory together, and uh, so and him That's and I we fun show. Not, I don't. Agree. I didn't agree with the judging though. <laughs> yeah, no, sir, I didn't either. But <laughs> that's the way it goes. Who the hell has their competitors judge them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that run my that, that run a really good day for me, but you know that's the way it goes sometimes. You know, and hell, we swapped out some recipes and stuff over the years too. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, like I said, we follow each other on Facebook, and I kind of watch and see what's going on, and and uh, you know, like I said, I agree with a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, hell, I mean, it's the way it is some days. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think that we got to, you know, barbecue has evolved and needs to evolve some more. It needs to go to thing around judging. It needs to go to where, you know, your your food's being judged at a, uh, at a higher level. And, uh, you know, well, we get past some of this mess. Uh, I don't you know, know as far as, you know. You know what you say about barbecue evolving in the organizations. That's what I'm hoping to do in the long run with all this. If I can get all my chickens in a basket, because I mean, just having an app designed, they start about thirty thousand dollars. They have a really good app integrated uh, with a network. Uh, so, but I just really want to change all that to offer people a lot more bang for their buck. You know, you know, uh, an organization that charges a hundred dollars a year that you go. Uh, you're a member of, but your vote really doesn't count because the board decides everything. People don't want to get involved. They want to, y'all want to be able to have member feedback on everything. You know, getting you know notes from judges saying, "Hey, this was too salty. This is too spicy." Well, cooks know that now, so they know to take back on the cayenne a little bit on the next cook offer, not glaze it so much. You know, that feedback is important to cooks that really want to continue uh, their education and learning in the long run and become better cooks. You know, because hell, the first competition we did, we didn't hit nothing in the three meets for probably five or six comps. And it was expensive and frustrating and, and you know, yep. that's the point where we almost quit. And I got lucky and I'm I met up with a buddy of mine, man. It's uh I've known him for a while. He's a really good cook. He's an old school backyard cooker, cooks cooks over the coals and shovels the meat, you know, shovels the coals under the pit and, and all that. And uh, he kinda took me under his wing and showed us some competition tricks, you know, you know, boxing stuff and you know, little tricks of the trade that we, you know, we kind of uh, have evolved and, and taught over the years. But he really pointed me in the right direction, and uh, we've swapped out a lot of recipes, you know, because I change this and I'll start kicking his ass a little mm-hmm. bit, and then he changes that and he'll start whipping me up a little bit. And, you know, for a couple of years it was pretty fierce competition between us, but we always remain friends out of it, and then, uh, that was a good thing. You know, you make a lot of really close friends in barbecue. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, Man. you do, and I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. go ahead. No, I was going to say that you'll meet the best people in the country cooking barbecue that you ever met. I've, I've made some of the best friends in my life. Uh, mo- moving to a neighborhood, discovering Mexican neighbors next door that cook, cook asado on the disco and homemade tortillas and you know, all that kind of shit. You know, one of my best buddies that just moved to a neighborhood and uh, got to be friends with. And uh, a couple of the other ones are straight from cooking barbecue. Uh, you, you meet the best people in the country cooking barbecue. Uh, so if it costs me $50,000 a year to go cook barbecue, it's well worth it. Uh, I'll just say that at the end of the day. It, it's a... Uh, you meet the best people and have the best times and get to travel the country. And my kids have come up doing that. My kids have seen part of the country that other kids haven't seen. 
They've been places they haven't seen. They've cooked all across the country in kids' queues. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. To, to me, that's that's priceless right there. And uh, yeah, you you meet really good people doing all that kind of stuff. And it and it all, you know, it all revolves around cooking. It's a, it's a common thing to man, uh, man, woman, child, whatever, in in the, you know. It doesn't matter if it's barbecue or if it's a disco or if it's a damn pancake breakfast. It all revolves around cooking, and uh, you know, just get together and have some fun and do it, and you'll you'll meet great people. I would like to add one thing um, that I don't think we discussed earlier is is the cost. You know, we were discussing the cost, but there's a lot of ways to pad the cost too, especially if uh, a lot of folks have their own small business. There's a lot of things that you can do to cover competitions. I mean, most of the competitions are under some type of charity organization. And you can deduct the meats, your entry fees, your time. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can deduct. And, you know, I've got two small businesses myself, and I don't even write off some of that as advertising. So you can kill a lot of your taxes that you're going to pay in the long run by just covering your hobby. I mean, just little things like writing off something like 53 cents a mile for traveling. You can write all that off and with small business, and you can cover a lot of that, a lot of your extra costs that you would normally be able to capture if you were working for some other company. But if you have a small business and a tax ID, all that becomes deductible. And I urge people to, you know, that, that are thinking about wanting to do their own small business, there's a lot of perks to it. You know, there's a lot of paperwork involved in doing it and quarterly taxes and keeping your records right and all that. But in the long run, I think it's worth it. It saved me a lot of money. I can tell you that much. Oh, well, you're talking to two business owners yourself, but me and Lance, and uh, I think we're both on that same track. You know, we – I write off contest expenses through our little barbecue store. Uh, I, I might not go to the extent you go to. I write off contest fees. I write off some meat. Uh, I do some advertising stuff. Uh, I've never tracked mileage at 53 cents a mile. Maybe I should, but uh, I, I've never went to that extent. But, yeah, it, you're exactly right. You're, you, you can save a lot of money doing that type of thing and uh you know you you don't have to give as much to lance's last president as, as you would have yeah oh, oh my Obama. god yeah not my <laughs> president you yeah, know it's yeah, funny yeah, i wear a maga hat all over the place and uh, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me hey has anybody ever snatched that hat off your head and then i'll tell them well they can try it won't end up very well for them <laughs> uh, we, we we got into this debate before you got on the radio, so that's why it's kind of funny. I was, I was, you know, I live in New Mexico now. Lance was born in New Mexico, and so I was calling him a damn New Mexican Democrat. And uh, we so we we was in that debate before you got on the air there. So we, I explained uh, to him I got smart and moved to Texas, and his dumbass moved to New Mexico. Yeah. I'm still a resident of Texas. That's okay. You, you know, you, I I still have property in Texas. You don't have to cry about hey, it. Oh, I'm not. I I do I do know I do know some local law enforcement over there. Maybe I can get them to uh, help you get that license changed over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get them to come rile me up a little bit. 
don't think you're required to change your your license if you're a dual resident of state. Well, no, that's not no, you're, you're, true because I got I got a no, ticket in you're Texas completely correct. No, but I still own property in Texas, so I'm still eligible to be a resident of Texas. I so, did one time the other way too, and they made me change it. Oh, well, yeah, you say, have a good enough lawyer. <laughs> well, guys, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. I've got to start getting the kids to bed. Yeah, yeah, we're fixing to get off, too, Justin. We we really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, uh, why don't you tell everybody how to find you, how to find your rubs classes, you know, how, yeah, how to get in touch with Dr. Smoke and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Dr. Smoke. Uh, our website's www.com. D-R-S-M-O-K-E-B-B-Q.com, DrSmokeBBQ.com, and then, you know, we offer our rubs and classes on there. And I actually also have a small, another small business that I do on the side that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, zero turns, folders, side-by-sides. Uh, they nick- nicknamed me Mr. Carburetor uh, about 20 years ago. I-, I can fix damn near any carburetor and tune stuff by ear. I grew up tuning on race cars and drag racing, so I've got an old 72 Camaro in my shop that's got a 434 small block. It hadn't ran in years, but... I gave all that up when I got into competition barbecue. I traded one love for another. You know, it's just bigger toys and more expensive in, in reality. That's true. All right. Cool deal, man. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a safe night. Thanks, and, uh, thanks for having me on. Man, thanks God for bless coming all y'all. On. Yes, sir. Thanks yes, for coming sir, on, man. Man, keep keep us in contact, especially with your barbecue association, you know, thing, and let us know how that goes. And like I said, I'm out there. If you need some help in any way, let me know, and uh, uh, we'll we'll be willing to help out. And I'd love to see how that goes. So appreciate it, man. Have a good night. Sounds like a plan. Have a good night, man. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yes. Well. Well, hell, that was pretty good. That's pretty good conversation there, Mr. Alexander. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you still there, Matt? Oh, we may end up still. Oh, all of them. There he is. Oh, what do you know? I guess I can't touch the computer. I'm used to. Uh, all right, let's see here. All right, I, I'm back yeah. in, Lance. Hell, sorry. I, <laughs> I tried to start a damn FaceTime there, and then the whole damn thing hung up on me. It's, you know, it's damn. Look, look, here I am offering IT skills, and I can't even complete a phone call. So, uh, yeah, you know. We know how maybe go. you should take that for what it's worth. Yes, sir. Yeah, he'll be all right. Oh, hell. That, uh... That was a good. That was a good interview, man. That was a good conversation. Hey, um, oh yeah, I I love to hear how people got started, where they came from, and you know how they kind of went through the whole barbecue game. Uh, yeah, th- that was a good deal right there, man. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and once again, I got my ass kicked this weekend, but uh, we'll, we'll leave we'll leave that to. <laughs> hey, fuck you, Kim. <laughs> My wife's laughing But I heard her. I heard her. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. 
fuck you too, Raven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? He said I let broke back land exactly. beat me. Yeah. Yeah, broke back land. Man. Uh, man. Yeah, you, you oh, can Raven. tell I have I have a loving family and neighborhood over here. They're just so supportive. They they love everything I do, you know. Just great. Yeah, yeah, they they like the leftover food, but they like to talk shit about it. You know. Yeah. You know, one of those good deals. Is that is that is that subpar this weekend? Is that eat subpar food over there? Not as good as yours. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I need to send some leftovers over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Alexander, yeah. come on, yeah. brother. I mean, you know, uh, you know, this goes the other way too, a lot too. So, so you know, it's kind uh, of yeah, funny now. Yeah, when we when we can raise your butt, yeah. You know, it goes both ways, know, but I uh, hear your neighbor over there giving is, you shit. Your wife, yeah. I don't I don't invite, you, you I don't invite my neighbor or my wife. See, that's that's your mistake. Yeah, I, I come up to my trailer into my domain. Hole in your trailer, and you know that's I'm right. standing outside talking to everybody, and they're listening yeah, to me. Yeah, well, see, and that's you know, your mistake. See, that that that's what yeah. you know. A little, a little more years so I made a mistake of, of, uh, in my wisdom will do for you. So you're saying I made a mistake in my neighborhood and my marriage? Oh, I'm just saying, though. No, I mean, maybe you want to find a place to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Raymond said I might have, I might have got one out of the two right, but he wasn't saying which one. <laughs> so. Was it? Was he, was he talking about Kim? I don't know if he was talking about Kim. Maybe it was my girlfriend. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know, Yolanda, man, Yolanda. We got something. But, uh, no, no, we had a great conversation. We had a good night. And appreciate everybody kicking my ass and Andrews. It, we'll, we'll try her again and, uh, Sholo, Arizona, in two weeks, I guess, and then uh, two weeks. Next, oh, I'm saying that was this week. I think that's two. No, no, it's uh, weekend before Plainview. Okay. Cinco de Mayo weekend. Pretty sure. I have to look on my calendar to make sure. Well, Uh, we'll we'll try Sholo, and then we'll try. uh, We'll be in Plainview, and. We'll go from there. So we're we're off the IBCA trail for a little bit, back on the KCBS trail, see if I can make up some points on these guys because I think I'm probably kicked out of the top ten after this weekend. I haven't looked at the results, but probably. So, yeah, we'll know no, tomorrow I'm in tenth. on that part. Of it. I know, I'm in tenth. It's already updated. Well, they, had, they, had, they, they yeah. hadn't updated the points yet on, on the deal. It'll yeah, come out yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, they just updated them. Nope, they're oh, updated. They Yep, yep. Because I I how wasn't eight. How many points does Boomerang have? As a how many points does Boomerang have, Kim? Nineteen seventy-seven. Nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, that that's last week. And that moved. Well, that, that no, that moved B bar S in second. 
JD in third. Mm-hmm. It, it moved Rio Valley into fourth. Yeah. And uh, those, those from, are last weeks. Uh, no, it moved me from eighth to tenth because I was eight. Well, it so updated late last week. From, it did not. Yeah, it didn't. They they've had an issue. Hey, hey, they're, they're, quit taking my what? thunder, motherfucker. Quit <laughs> stealing my thunder. I'm still tenth place right now. God. Okay, you tenth place. Okay, you tenth. All right. Till tomorrow. Quit stealing my damn thunder over here, Lance. <laughs> so you know. Hey, well. hey, hey, my neighbor asked where you're at on points. <laughs> Ray, Ray wants to know where you're at, Lance. It is. Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, where you I'm at? in the uh, HBS points. I, Katie Sears? Oh, I'm about 140. He, he's 140. Let's, let's, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I've cooked two. Talking shit about me being. Wait, 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 wait. I've cooked two. How many you cooked? Eight. Oh. Okay. So who, who, whose fault is that? Oh. Not mine. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. I've only cooked two so far. Uh, so. Hey, you. Yeah, you could have cooked every contest I've cooked so far. Yeah. But you chose know. to set your ass at the house and be lazy. I don't know. I was still so. dealing with pigs, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got that coming up. We're not talking about that. So, uh, it's all good, man. Nah, it's all hell. Good. It is all good. Sounds like you need to drink another beer. And we're a minute past our time, so. That's all right. We're still recording. You know what? I, 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 I'm thinking about what? Now, Kim asked me what I asked you earlier, but you don't answer it. She asked if the pew caught on fire if the church burnt down today. No, so, it was a dumpster fire afterwards. She said no, just a dumpster fire afterwards. So, all right. From his cooking? Yeah. Oh, damn. Did you hear that? Oh, you know about my cooking? Yeah, huh. you said it must have been from your cooking. I, 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 I know some little blonde that don't cook. Oh. I'm not sure that she can boil water. Yeah. He says he knows some little blonde that can't boil water. Don't be talking shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 uh. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, I'm thinking about pulling a set this week. If, uh, if, uh, Turkey, if Bob Wednesday has 25 teams, I may make a little trip north. It's state championship. So, so you're going to Turkey? I'm not. I'm not, you know, here, here's kind of a funny thing, Mr. Alexander. I've got a, I got a prime brisket still sitting in my refrigerator for two weeks now. 